0: Welcome to Reading with Reach. I'm your host, Rachel Hill. Thanks for joining with me today. Uh, today we'll be talking about the seven principles for making marriage work by John M. Gottman. And I have a special guest today as well, my partner in crime, the one, the only, Kirk Thomas Hill. <laughs> Say hi, Kirk.
1: Hi. How's it going?
0: This is my husband. He's pretty awesome.
1: So I'm <laughs> told. So I'm told. <laughs>
0: Tell me about yourself, Kirk. Your hopes, your gene- dreams, you know.
1: So, I am your husband. We've yeah. been married a little over 12 years now. Oh, yeah. Knew each other back in high school, Klein High, represent. Mm hmm. Oh, Fofo, show. Um, and I <laughs> am a pathologist at our uh, community hospital. And uh, yeah, pretty awesome. He's really
0: smart, guys. Really smart. Mm-hmm. I feel lucky that he chose to marry me. So, thanks for joining me. Of course. You're awesome. <laughs> All right. So, for those of you that are new, in every episode I'll be giving you my rage rating, which is on a scale of 1 to 5. One thumbs up is horrible. Five thumbs up as a maze balls. And I'll also be giving you my cleanliness score on a scale of one to five. One meaning low level of content, and five meaning a high level of content in the area. Everyone has their own personal comfort level, and this is mine. It's okay if yours and mine are different. We can still be friends. So um, I would give this book the seven principles for making marriage work. I would. I gave it a four out of five on Goodreads because I thought it was a really good book, really good points, but you know, sometimes a little repetitive. But that's just how self help books are. What do you think?
1: Mm, I probably go for a three point five. Oh,
0: three point five. Poor K.
1: Sometimes it's not terribly engaging. In fact, yeah. you actually fell asleep. <laughs> Going on, <laughs>
0: driving. Well, okay. To be fair, so we listened to this. Let's back up a little bit. So we listened to this. We just went on a cruise. Uh, Was it? Man, it was over a week ago now. Yep. Oh, so we drove down to Houston so we could drop off the kids at my parents' house, and we went out of Galveston to Cozumel and uh, Progresso. So, anyways we i i downlo- downloaded this book on our audible account and i was like all right kirk here's some things and I, you know i was thinking in the back of my mind oh man he's going to hear all these things he can work on you know like oh we we really need to do this well funny story is that yes there were some things that he had to work on but there are also parts where i was sinking into my seat a little bit and uh, feeling a little embarrassed because they were word for word literally word for word things that i'd said to him <laughs> So, it was definitely not just for him. It was for me too. Um, but the audio version, the reason why I fell asleep <laughs> was because um there's a lot of um like workbook question things, right? Like yeah. what what part did I fall asleep in?
1: There's definitely a part where it was describing different scenarios and you have to say happens sometimes, always, never. And it would just keep repeating over and over again every little scenario and be like, sometimes, always, major. never.
0: <laughs> it was very soothing, apparently. Yes. Think and see we're driving. So this might be better, guys, to get the hard copy of the book um, and then just skip over. I don't know, but it was really good to listen together.
1: Yeah, because there's a lot of workbook stuff that you're supposed to answer questions. Yeah. And we really couldn't do that.
0: Right. It, it was really good for discussion, though, mm-hmm. I will say. So anyways um yeah I can see that. I think I I think that you might have liked it better if we just read it out loud to each other and then we could work on it together and we didn't have to read like have um this narrator go always sometimes never. <laughs> okay, so 3.5 then.
1: Yep.
0: All right, cool, cool. Um, all right, let's just uh, jump right in. So what is this about? Um, I'm just going to read the part and the uh, Goodreads, what it says, when it summarizes the book. John Gottman has revolutionized the study of marriage by using rigorous scientific procedures to observe the habits of married couples in unprecedented detail over many years. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing. Basically, this is about how to make your marriage work. And... Let's talk about, let's just dive right into what he uh, has to say about it. So instead of starting with the seven principles, which it actually did take quite a while for it to get to seven principles, we're like, what are the seven principles? Tell us. They started with what, Kirk?
1: The four horsemen of marriage.
0: Uh Aha. Yep. Good job, babe. Gold star. Okay. Four uh, horsemen. They are, just like the four horsemen of the apocalypse, got the four horsemen of marriage. What are they?
1: Criticism, contempt, defensiveness, and stonewalling. Good job.
0: Good reading. I mean, no, 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 no. This was from memory, right?
1: Do you have any (laughs) criticism you'd like to give me about how I'm doing?
0: (laughs) I'm sensing some contempt.
1: Perhaps. Maybe I'm a little defensive.
0: I'm going to stonewall and just stop talking to you right now good <laughs> so um this was a part where i definitely noticed i mean we both noticed that we were crit- we were critical of each other you know that happens just in life you know but there, these four communication styles that come up um in these like really heated discussions they uh they're no bueno they're, they're just bad so um I, oh, I did like the difference between criticism and complaint. I thought that that was really a good differentiation. Do you remember? What was that? Let's see. Do you remember?
1: <laughs> a big thing with criticism is when you use generalized statements and you kind of bring it more at the person, say, you always uh, leave messes on the table, mm-hmm. something like that, whereas complaint is, I have noticed that. There are often messes left on the table. How can we fix that? Or something that's more constructive and not just pointing fingers and blaming.
0: Yeah, the criticism is more um, attacking the person's very nature, whereas a complaint is just uh, specific to the situation. So, yeah, very good explanation right there. And then I feel like... Sometimes it kind of tends to build up and build up it goes from criticism to criticism to contempt to defensiveness to stonewalling but i think it can also be random too right it's
1: uh, i notice i definitely stonewall a lot and sometimes i jump straight to that
0: <laughs> yes we notice that <laughs> but um, one thing it talks about in this book is having a hard um, it's a hard start versus a soft start. And um, he said in the book that women are generally, this is a generalization, but women are generally more likely to bring up um, some hard things in the marriage, right? And it's all about how you approach the subject. So if I go into the subject saying, hey, love, could you, you know, maybe do the dishes? That would be really nice. Can you do that instead of, why do you never do the dishes? Why do I walk into the house? Not that I've ever said this, ever, because I'm a perfect angel. <laughs> but, you know, that's the, the, you know, the difference between starting off softly and with kindness versus starting out hard. And um, so women are more likely to do that, to, to start, to broach the subject in the first place. But do you want to explain why men are more likely to um, stonewall?
1: Uh, basically, it was saying that men are emotionally immature <laughs> <laughs> over years of uh, evolution, creating men that are more hunters, and so they don't have to deal with home life or things with the family, and so they have to be hard if they're going to go on a hunt for a long time. It seemed to be that was the explanation for Yeah, it.
0: uh-huh, and that they... Um... They tended to get flooded more easily than women. The women are able to bring down their, uh, to just calm themselves down more. Sorry, guys. You're going to hear our our dog running around trying to get the squirrels. <laughs> because we're working together here. We don't have, you know, Kirk uh, uh, going on a walk with the dog while well, I'm doing this. But it's okay. Um So yeah, men are more likely, they have a harder time calming themselves down. And so the flooding happens. It's just a natural part of their DNA, of their genetic makeup. And then because of that, they tend to stonewall. It's just, it's a defense mechanism, really. So um, stonewalling is just when you just kind of shut down and you just don't answer the person or you, and Kirk, you don't. You don't completely ignore me. It's not like you walk away and like you don't engage. It's not that, but you just kind of shut down. And I feel like I'm literally talking, you know, batting my head against a stone wall sometimes Mm -hmm. like, come on, listen to me, you know. And one thing I thought was fascinating that he said in any discussion, if you start with a hard startup, a hard start, um, it doesn't matter if you've been able to work something out in the middle of the discussion, it usually does not end well. So that's not even just in marriage. I thought that that was fascinating. So, I'm working on being less critical and more just doing specific complaints and he's working on
1: not stonewalling <laughs> as much.
0: So, that was that was really good to kind of start that out with um and of course, you know, we I and I did notice too for me that I was having more contempt. In our um, discussions, when I already start out critically, then I jump to contempt because, you know, and that's when we start attacking the other person, right?
1: So, you start becoming more defensive. Mm-hmm. You say, Why do you always do this? And I'll be like, Well, I do this because I'm tired or I have to do all these other things today. Mm-hmm. You start off on the defensive rather than working as a team.
0: Right. <laughs> Should we uh, discuss the word, our favorite word of the entire book? <laughs> of I just feel like a like a 10-year-old boy. Okay. So, the word is... Weenus. Weenus! So, I'm assuming, since we didn't have it in front of us, but we listened to it.
1: Yeah, W-E-N-E-S-S. Yes.
0: Weenus. The concept of we. We versus... As a team. hmm We work together. But, for anyone that's obsessed with friends... You probably remember Chandler and his weenus. Yes, Fran, I know what time it is, but I'm looking at the weenus and I'm not happy. <laughs> so, Chandler, that was his uh, financial report, the weenus. So, but I every time that we would say that I would just start laughing because I would think of friends and anyways. And it also sounds like another word, let's be honest, people. So <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, when we're bringing those four horsemen of the apocalypse in there, then the weenus is not happening, right?
1: Exactly.
0: So let's talk about the seven principles. Finally. Yes, finally. Yeah, we are both saying out loud, what? Give us the seven principles. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to just go back and forth?
1: The first principle is enhance your love maps.
0: And that was, I guess, let's just go through all of them, and then we'll go back and do one by one. So, and then the second one is build fondness and admiration.
1: The third one is turn toward each other.
0: Fourth is let your partner influence you.
1: The fifth is solve the solvable problems.
0: The sixth is manage perpetual problems.
1: And the seventh is create shared meaning.
0: Yep, yep, yep. So there are some good ones. A lot of these, I mean, some of these just make sense, like... I don't know, the turn toward each other, like, yeah, like, instead of away from each other. Exactly. That works. Yep. Uh, so, enhancing your love maps, that was basically getting to know your spouse uh, or your partner, um, getting to know them and, uh, he, uh, he talks about in the book that there was actually, it was a doctor. You know, it's funny because Kirk is a doctor. Um, but the doctor didn't know, like, even the family pet's name. He was, like, that far gone with, like, he just did not did not know about his wife very much, the kids, the family life. And um, so this is just kind of, and the, and uh, he gave you well, all these questions kind of to ask your partner, like, what are your dreams? And I don't know, what else did they have you ask
1: more about like what you want in life and mm-hmm. what you are hoping to achieve making sure you know what everybody is trying to go towards
0: mm-hmm. yep it's just getting to know you getting to know you getting to know all about you okay so the next one is build fondness and admiration I mean that makes sense you know uh I, I think this might have been the section where he was talking about, you know, everyone is going to have their flaws, but to look at them with fondness and like, oh, that's adorable that they do that instead of like, ugh, what are those do that?
1: Focus on the positives rather than focusing on the two or three negative things that might drive you crazy.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, third, turn toward each other. Yeah, we already discussed that. Oh, let your partner influence you. Interesting. What Was it more men or women that did not let their partners influence them? I don't know.
1: (laughs) Good question.
0: (laughs) So I will say, so usually he said that men tend to not let their partners influence them as much as women. I mean, this is not everyone, but generally. Um, But I will say that... Uh, Kirk is awesome. He's re- he's always been really good at this. I, I've always felt like he's trying to make sure that we're working together. I've never felt like, oh, my husband doesn't listen to me. It was very much like, you know, you're very good at the the ness in that section. Of course. And that part of our lives. Um, solve the solvable problems. He talks about the differences between solvable and perpetual problems. So solvable problems would be like, I don't know like scheduling conflicts, you know, trying to work around the schedule or just like little things that don't have to do with like the, the inner workings of like something that's very, very important to someone. So, and then the perpetual problems are things that like, like in-laws, they're always going to be in your life. You got to like learn how to deal with those and manage those. Um, I have to admit, do you remember this babe? Like when he talked about, he went down this whole list of things like, is this solvable or perpetual? I think I got most of them wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to predict. Based on the situation, is it a solvable problem or perpetual? I yeah. can't really get that.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it depends on the couple. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, and then create shared meaning. What was that one again?
1: A big thing I mentioned there was, you no. Know, both working towards common things in the community or yeah. having similar religious beliefs, trying to have something that you're both working on together that draws you closer.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. So, and it's, I do feel like we're lucky in that way that, you know, there's a lot of couples that don't have the same faith system, and we are both members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, so that's that was a sh- uh, common shared meaning that we had. Um, yeah, so... And, you know, he didn't say, oh, you can't have a successful marriage if you believe different things. But try to find something
1: that you can share. Some common ground.
0: Mm -hmm. This is where you're supposed to sing, we've got nothing in common. (laughs) Come on. Come
1: on, babe. You say that we've got nothing in common. No common ground to start from. And we're falling apart. apart.
0: <laughs> if anyone knows Kirk, that uh, he sings all the all the time. Like you would not. I'm actually the more musical one, but he's the one that's singing all the time. That the girl, our girls, are like, "How come you don't sing as much as Daddy does?" And he is assigned music uh, different songs to like every part of the bedtime routine. So it's pretty fun. So, anyways, just listen to "Breakfast at Tiffany's" that that song, and uh, then you're good. Have a shared meaning. <laughs> all righty. Should we, uh, anything else you want to cover, babe?
1: Uh, I think that's all the it's all the principles, finally. Mm-hmm. All the horsemen.
0: All the horsemen, all the principles.
1: Ready for the cleanliness score. Let's do it.
0: All right. So language, we gave this a two.
1: Yeah, there's a couple of instances where you try to get real. You yeah. Say, you're always a nagging bee. Yeah. Like, Equivalents of that to try to simulate real heated conversations. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say that that's probably a two. Uh, we had this playing when our kids, you know, were in the car, but we just made sure to turn it down if anything was, you know, uh, to, I don't know. It was kind of hard to tell when that was going to happen. It was very, very rare though. When, when any language came up, uh, sex, we gave that a two as well um there were I mean it's a book about marriage and you know it's a part of marriage so
1: (laughs) I love it when you touch me there
0: (laughs) yeah this monotone voice I love it when you touch me there (laughs) oh my goodness so funny. So, yeah, there's a little bit of sex in there. It's it's not graphic or anything, but we gave it a two. Um, yeah, anytime time that he would say anything, we would just start busting up laughing. So, uh, violence, zero. There's nothing in there. Um, there's definitely conflict, you mm-hmm. know, but no violence.
1: Mild peril.
0: Mild peril. There you go. <laughs> so, PG, right? PG, PG. Level. Yeah. And then drugs and alcohol, zero. So, I think that's it. Thank you for joining me today, babe.
1: Of course. Anytime.
0: <laughs> We're going to have to have him on, on a regular basis. I'll be good. Uh, so thanks so much guys for joining me and my hubby. And, uh, Make sure to follow me on Instagram and go to Apple Podcast app or wherever you listen to the the podcast and leave me a review because that's how people find us podcasters. That's a big present to us. So now remember, and the words of Holbrook Jackson, never put off till tomorrow, the book you can read today. Thanks, y'all. Now go stick your nose in a book.